Yelat Smith Upton. Pleasure to be here. You are with? Artists Design the Future. Are you going to be designing the future or something or what? We are. We well, do. Well, tell me a little bit about what, what you're... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What your organization is all about? So we are a forming mm-hmm. worker cooperative. Uh-huh. What does the, that mean? In the state of Illinois. Uh-huh. So in the state of Illinois, there was a law passed that a worker cooperative is mm-hmm. actually an entity, just like an S-Corp, uh, LLC, or other entities. Mm-hmm. And the requirement is that you have three co-founders. And its, it's intention is that it's a Democratic-run mm-hmm. organization or entity. You right. can choose your IRS designation. Right. Um, that is to- run totally Democratic, where it's just it's one vote for each founder and, each, and then each... The subsequent members as well, so that there's total self-determination in how we're run, how how we function. Period. Now, what about things like employees and all that sort of stuff? Are they are they considered? Uh, uh, what's that word that we always? Um, there's a word that's used that they have stationed in in the organization as well. So that's what's beautiful about a worker cooperative. Yes, yeah. you can have employees, but technically. It's a because the structure is so different. Everyone is a member owner of I, that cooperative. I am so glad because w- when you when you spoke about the founders, I kind of thought about. I, I was thinking hierarchical. Right. And no. you no. Uh, and and I didn't. You know. I, I guess everybody that's a part of it will be. Well, you have the founders and the people who come in as members as well. Correct. There are. Uh, there is the opportunity where you can have a couple levels of membership where uh-huh. you could have kind of uh, less active members and ones that are more actively engaged, it gives us the opportunity to really self-determine how we choose to create the structure of the organization. But the bottom line is that it's democratic in the sense that all the members each get a vote for decision-making for the organization and how it functions and how it's run, unlike yeah. a traditional corporate structure right. yeah, that's so hierarchical. You know, I, and the thing about it is we talk about corporate structures being hierarchical. I actually believe that every form of business should be run in that sort of form. And I mean, right now we, we can call folks employees, but there's they're nothing more than what I call antiseptic slaves because they tell you what to do, they tell you what to, uh, everything. What you're telling me is, this is done democratically. Corporations are not a democracy. Corporation has <laughs> Far from it. a, their master relationship type um, organizations, which is one of the things that I work on as sort of promoting um, promoting that people should be self-determined. So Absolutely. I love that uh, what you do now. How what what's the end goal of the organization? What are you doing? Are you just trying to teach people? how to do these things or what's your end goal? So there's three main focus and, and our well, our goal is to create sustainable resources right. for creatives in particular, which then always have a ripple effect out into the communities right. that we live in. Right. Um, so our main three goals, one is training, mm-hmm. and this is all artist-led, which mm-hmm. is the power of it as well. Right. 
community engagement that's mm -hmm. artist-led mm -hmm. and using the arts and creative experiences. And the third, which is our big, big, hairy, audacious goal, mm -hmm. is to develop mixed-use art spaces. And what, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Yeah. That means a mixed-use, meaning there's commercial and residential. So our, uh. our goal for the first building is to have 30 units, mm -hmm. commercial on the first floor, 24 work live units up above but all owned also as a real estate cooperative right. so all the creatives that are in these spaces are members of that real estate uh, right. cooperative which is in and of itself a small business right and each individual unit is is owned quote unquote by a member right of that cooperative so the other self-determining awesome part of that is we know a lot of creatives don't have traditional ways right. they make money. Right. So since there's not this need to fit in the box of traditional lending right. where everyone has to go get a right. mortgage, there's one mortgage for the whole building and all the members collectively own it and pay a portion, but they still have all the benefits of ownership like, yeah. and the write-offs and all the, the, those tax benefits. But um, the other ethic that a value that's really key for us as well is inclusion and accessibility so a minimum of one-third of all the units mm -hmm. will be for members that have disabilities nice yeah as well and 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 then in the end what you're what you have is a community arts and culture hub mm -hmm. that has this ripple effect out into the community right but that also is able to help 30 small businesses by creatives right. to grow and no. and be sustainable for the long term. I, I love that. And the, the last thing I would just say is what it does also is it gives them that self-determination to not be affected by gentrification because ownership is you key. own it. Yes. Key. Mm -hmm. You make the decisions. Right. You're not beholden to oh there's um, rises in the rents or there's you know you're at the mercy of a, a government subsidy that's going to run off right. and you can't afford to live there anymore. Right. I, I love that. Now let me ask you something. Is are these units specific to artists or? Are we saying that um, this is just a model right now for artists, but later on you could actually have other folks in, in, in the cooperative? Let's say I'm a software developer and wanted to do that. I could I could say that a software developer is an artist, but I mean, uh, is this restricted to just? That's a fabulous question. And yeah. We really extend the idea of artists to include creatives as well, which right. is a definition that moves outside of the elitist concept of, of the arts. Like you have yeah. to be able to do that. I mean, it could be a DJ, right. it could be a social worker, and right. people who are creating in the world. That's what I'm asking. And then the the idea also is the 24 work live units up right. above, which are be intergenerational. Right. We want to have elders, families, youth. Right. So there there is a true sense of community, but the commercial units don't, have to exclusively be the arts right. they could be we're working along with the uh, local chamber of commerce to see what kinds of monies are being taken out of the community right. that for needs that aren't being met right. for the people in the community we live in right so that we'll be open to businesses right. on the commercial level to meet the needs of what the community says they need now here's the most difficult question within uh, on your framework mm -hmm. how do you handle conflict resolutions you know, that's a great question, and honestly, I wish I had the other two current co-founders right. here 
And, and I just wanted to qualify that comment earlier about co-founders. It's just because it's the three of us who that found started it. it. No, no, I got but it. it. It'll, yeah. No, okay. no, I, I understood okay. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So our one co-founder, Laura mm -hmm. Weatherid, that is like part of her genius and strength in right. facilitating right. that. And she's continuing to train herself. But all three of us bring a strong leadership experience and continuing education to have um, skills to help facilitate that. But the great part about cooperative is it's not up to us. Right. I mean, it is initially because we're the right, three. Right. But as it grows and then as the building is, that's for the cooperative to self-determine. Right. How are we going to handle conflict resolution and right. planning for that in advance? That's what I meant. Before the yes. conflicts present right. themselves, because they're going to come. Absolutely. That's just the nature. I mean, you got thirty people or entities in a community. Right. You're gonna have conflict. Um, but the bottom line is that because it's such a democratic mm -hmm. um, setup, because it is literally one vote per member. Right. You get to decide. Right. How? What is that structure? What are the qualifications right. that we are going to decide are what we require for someone to qualify to live here? To live there, and I right. don't have to talk to a bank right. or an underwriter right. to make that decision. We're right. totally self-determining. And you determine what you want. Yes, yeah. exactly. I love that. Well, as usual, you, well, you heard what I asked the other person, so you should be prepared. Okay, what question <laughs> should I have asked you that I didn't? You should be prepared now. How much is the building going to cost? Oh, wow. How much is the building going to cost? At our current projections on yeah. the pro forma, at $250 per square foot, Right. it's round about $12.5 million. And? And what that means is we need help mm -hmm. to connect with a variety of catalytic capital, um, philanthropic capital, impact investors, donations, mm -hmm. and other sorts of monies that can help reduce that final ownership cost mm -hmm. so that the, the eventual member owners, they could be at a 60% area median income. Right. They could be at a 40% area right. median income because the final mortgage is not $12.5 million. Right. We're projecting it around $3.2 million. And, and to get all that other Funding, nine million yeah. through these other resources and other types now, of now funding. how do you how is that intent let's say if you wanted to replicate that over and over and over again what's the what's the uh, path see you said that was the final question but I know well, this just well, triggers you, more no, questions, you opened right? you I opened the door. I opened that door yeah that is a fabulous question mm -hmm. because part of our intention also is to document this process mm -hmm. so that it's available for other communities, we're from the Chicago area right. on the south side, but for other communities in Chicago, nationally, I mean regionally, nationally, right. even internationally, because communities like this get created, but nobody leaves the breadcrumbs. Nobody says, right. okay, this is how we started. These are some key things you need to build the momentum to create this. And it's just, it's like you're always reinventing the wheel. So we want to have a toolkit at the end that is available to people. I mean, it won't be like color in the dots, no, I but, but I mean, a step-by-step, step, like a framework. A framework. A framework. So you yeah. can start strong and know and not have to just figure it out all out through trial and error. Yeah. Miss Smith Upton, and you notice I didn't rush to the first name, and you know why. Thank you so kindly Thank for you. having it's been on Politics Done Right. Thank you.